This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on early spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, hopefully by the time you are listening to this, we will know which level we will be at. The Nelson Farmers Market will reopen at level two. So once we reach this level, please pop on down and support the market. Our growers and artisan producers have greatly missed being at the market and are looking forward to seeing you all again. When we are at level two, we'll be operating under level two regulations, which will include social distancing and contact tracing. Please check at the market entrances for further information. Thank you very much for your support and understanding. It's also a really good idea to keep checking the Nelson Farmers Market Facebook page and also their website. This is just in case there is such a thing as a level 2.5. So it's just a really good idea to just keep an eye on, on those two pages. It's officially spring and it certainly feels like it to me. Blossom is bursting out everywhere and daffodils are putting on their lovely show. I had to have a quiet giggle on Sunday. I've got an old mirror in the garden. It's actually not an outdoor mirror, so eventually it will rot, but it's a really lovely, quite ornate mirror that had a bit of damage. So I thought, right, I'll just sit it in the garden. And it's really lovely because it reflects some of the plants that I've got in pots near my bird bath. And one of them has got daffodils in it. And I had to, as I say, had to have a quiet giggle because I suddenly realised that the one daffodil that had come into flower was looking at itself in the mirror. <laughs> it's a true narcissist, get it? Narcissist? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> it did make me smile. This morning, the, the heads drooped, so I guess it had had enough of itself. <laughs> oh dear, it really was hilarious. So it's just lovely to see the spring blossom coming out, and I can almost, it's really interesting, at this time of the year, you can almost feel things shifting. It's almost like you can feel your plants and your perennials, etc., just shifting. It's, it's really quite an inter interesting time of year. I love it. It's my, my favourite season, as are autumn and winter. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about spring is, oh, bother, summer follows it. <laughs> well, hopefully we are returning to level two this week. It would just be wonderful. I know there have been rumours about level 2.5, which will be slightly more complex, but... We really just have to hope that there isn't going to be another major resurgence of, of this Delta variant. I, for one, believe it is very insidious. So we still need to be very vigilant, re-masks and social distancing. Work at Bay Landscapes last Saturday was interesting at level three. One thing that really frustrated me, as you may know, I wear glasses. And it doesn't matter what sort of mask I wear, even the ones that you pinch over your nose, I still get fogged up glasses. And I had terrible trouble trying to get one that was, was comfortable enough to wear on Saturday. A dear friend made me one, and it really is good. And she also did like a little strip of fabric with a button at either end that I can attach the strap to and wear it sort of at the top of my pony, put that strap of fabric at the top of my ponytail so it holds the mask in place, but the elastic doesn't hurt my ears. I finally worked out that that was the best way to wear it. 
at one stage, I had to, no, I can't see much without my glasses. And at one stage, I had to take them off at the garden centre because I could see more without them than I could with them. <laughs> Very frustrating. So to all of you out there with glasses, I completely commiserate. It is not an easy thing to wear a mask. One of the hardest things for me, this is a quick aside before I get to the early spring tasks, is not wearing lipstick. Now, I'm the sort of person who never leaves the house without lipstick. And if I'm driving somewhere and I suddenly think, oh, I'm not wearing lipstick, I seriously feel naked. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I just, I don't really wear makeup as such, but I love lipstick, always have. So I, and one day I actually put lipstick on and then put my mask on and thought, what am I doing? <laughs> so I've taken to wearing eyeshadow, which I don't ever wear, which is quite weird. But I think, well, if I can't, if I can't have a signature smile, I might as well have signature eyes. So yeah, life is just a little bit strange at the moment. Well, with spring comes growth. Lawns are growing like topsy now. It really is important. I know I always mention this, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's very important not to mow too low, particularly at this time of the year. The ground is still quite soft if you've had a lot of rain in any of your districts, whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, the whole of Tasman District or Nelson. For, for instance, our ground, particularly in our paddock, is quite squidgy. You know, there's a lot of moisture there. So it is important not to mow too low because what you can do is scour the, sur the, the surface off the lawn, sorry, the, the surface off the soil, and this will damage the root system of your lawn. It will just make it harder to regenerate. So it is a really good idea to err on the side of caution and mow, you know, lower, no, <coughs> sorry, mow less low and more often. This is really a, a great idea, particularly as we head further into spring, you'll find that the growth will become quite lush and that new growth is very tender. So it is really quite important to be a bit gentle with it. It's a great time too to fertilise established lawns. As the soil starts to warm up, that fertiliser will be absorbed far more, more quickly by your grass and you'll really notice a difference. The one thing I will say, and I always mention this too about granular fertilisers, try not to be too heavy handed and also either do it while it's raining or, and it needs to be a decent rain, not just um, drizzle, or make sure that you water it in really, really thoroughly. It, it is really important. You don't want to wake up in a few days time to burnt patches. That's just, that would really be quite miserable. If you laid new lawns or sowed a new lawn in autumn, it really is best to wait a little bit longer before you feed because the grass will still be quite young and as it puts on its new growth in spring, it'll be even more tender than an established lawn. So I would wait possibly even until maybe if we get some rain in summer, hopefully, or even wait till next autumn. It won't hurt your lawn to leave it that long. It'll just help it to get really well established without it becoming stressed by being burnt. You can get some wonderful lawn fertilisers that you can plug into your, I think there's something called weed and feed, that you can plug into your hose, but I think there's also just liquid lawn fertilizer as well that you can do that with. And you just spray it, you know, attach it to your hose and spray it on. And that, that is much better because it's a liquid food and it's not going to burn because it's already sort of been done to the ratio as the water goes through the hose, through the part that you've attached to the hose, it delivers just the right dose. So that is a really good way of doing it, particularly if you, if you want to get rid of some weeds in your lawn as well. 
You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on early spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, hopefully we'll be at Level 2 by the time you're listening to this, or we'll know when we're going to Level 2, or possibly even 2.5. At Level 2, the Nelson Farmers Market will reopen and the stallholders are all looking forward to seeing you all again. They really have missed you. And it's been, it's been quite difficult. Let's face it, it's difficult for all of us at the moment. So if we are back at Level 2, then do come and support your wonderful stallholders. Just in case we're still at Level 3, the market will be closed at, at Level 3 and Level 4 and If we do go to something like level 2.5, which is a possibility maybe, then do check our Facebook page and our website for updated information, even after you've listened to this show. So something else that's a a great idea to do is to give rose bushes a boost with fish compost and sheep manure pellets, which will help ensure healthy, robust new growth. I'm amazed at the growth my, my roses are putting on. I prune them probably in early August which is quite late for me I normally do it round about early to mid July and the growth they'd already really started to sprout slightly by the time I pruned them so I've got really good strong growth coming now if you suddenly look and think oh good grief I didn't prune that rose you can still do it I wouldn't do it too harshly though I'd take it back just just get rid of any diseased or dead wood and any weak growth and maybe just cut back to strong bud that's not too close to the base. I wouldn't be too vigorous at this time of the year when the saps started to rise and they're already putting on their new growth. There are a couple in my garden that I didn't even get round to pruning, and they're rugosas, and I decided, right, I'm not going to worry, because rugosas are really robust, and they're renowned for being more, more shrub roses than bush roses. And if you see them in hedgerows, particularly in England, they tend to just be left to their own devices and they still flower beautifully. I've got a rugosa called Agnes and I have never pruned her and she is smothered in flowers and is supposed to be just a single flower, so she only flowers once, but I tend to get the odd flush of flowers throughout the summer as well, which is really lovely. So I look at her occasionally and think, should I do her? And interestingly enough, it's worth doing a bit of research with some of your roses. Some of the rugosas, particularly Agnes, she likes to be pruned straight after flowering in spring, when when she's done her first, sorry, early summer, after she's done her first flush. And that's possibly one of the reasons why I've never pruned her, because I tend to forget. (laughs) But she does, she's doing really well, so I'm not worried. Something else that would be a great idea with your roses too is to Put a little bit of sulphate of potash around the base of them and water it in well. This just helps to boost flowers and also the, it will also help with the intensity of the colour as well. You can also put nitrophosca if you love using that. Do a little side dressing of that around your roses. The main thing you want to do, the, the more you feed your roses, the healthier they will be and the less likely they are to succumb to stress, particularly if you mulch them with something like compost and maybe pea straw or red clover straw, whatever your favourite mulch is, the more healthy and comfortable you can make your rose bushes, the less likely they are to succumb to black spot and rust. It's still a great idea to keep frost cloth handy because we had a few light frosts at our place last week, 
So there is still a possibility of a heavy frost. So it is a great idea. not to, uh, If you've got your citrus trees covered, I'd be inclined to still leave it for a, possibly even until early October. And then keep your frost cloth handy still in case you've got to toss it back over. The lovely thing about this time of the year is you can really go for it and plant lots of leafy greens now. Lettuces, silver beet, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, you know, all your favourite veggies. And it's a great idea to get a, a, a planting of coriander in and also pak choy because, and rocket because all of these things start to bolt towards mid-spring as the weather gets warmer. So, and it sounds as though our spring is going to be quite warm from what Niwa said. So if you do love those particular plants, it is a great idea to get them in. The same with your peas. I've just put in some sugar snap peas and in another couple of weeks, I'll do another lot. Another couple of weeks, I'll do another lot. And that should see me right through into early summer when it comes to just having, my favourite thing to do with peas is just to eat them raw on salads. I put some snow peas and some green feast peas in our little glass house in autumn and I'm eating them now. They didn't, they, they carried on growing during the winter and then all of a sudden, whammo, flowers happened and now I've got beautiful peas, including the green feast ones. The pods are just filling up beautifully within days. The interesting thing too, this is something I did not know, this is what I love about gardening, we're always learning, is we had the glass house door shut and, and mainly because of the weather, but also because sparrows were getting in there and eating my lettuces and things. And I thought, oh, well, that means when the peas are flowering, they're not going to produce peas. Well, they have. So that's fascinating. They obviously just self-fertilise. They don't need bees necessarily to fertilise the flowers. So that's something I learned, which is lovely. Check your seed potatoes. And if they're sprouting, it's a good time to plant them. Again, if you are going to plant seed potatoes, and, or if you have, and their tops are coming through, and you think there might be a frost, just toss some straw or hay. I'd use um, barley straw or, not hay, sorry, barley straw or pea straw. Toss it over the tops, and then the next, around about mid-morning on the day of the, the morning after the frost, remove it as well. <clears throat> because you don't want to leave it on all day, because if it is moist, that can actually do, do a bit of damage to your potato tops. One thing that's lovely, in the UK, <coughs> excuse me, I've seen that they dig wide, deep, wide trenches, pop their seed potatoes in the bottom, and then just cover them with a little bit of soil, and then they fill in the trench as the potatoes grow. I'd love to try this method because I really struggle when it comes to healing up, you know, mounding up potatoes. I find that really hard work, whereas as the tops grow, to fill in a trench would be a lot easier. So that would be a great idea, particularly if, if you have arthritis in your hands or you struggle a little bit like I do with mounting up. It'll be worth trying. In smaller areas, potatoes can be grown in almost any large container. Just make sure you don't use garden soil because that will compact too much. And you really don't want to use something like premium potting mix. Just a cheap and cheerful potting mix would be the best because you don't want too much goodness in there. Otherwise, you'll get all tops and no potatoes. You can sow carrot seed now. I love areas, sorry, they love areas used for previous crops and they need friable deep soil. Cover with a piece of open weave frost cloth as this aids germination and protects them from birds. Take a moment to enjoy the joy of spring, new life in these difficult times. Happy gardening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. 
Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.